Everybody come grab a seat. We'll get rolling here. Do you have some announcements to kick off? I'm glad you were here tonight. Live streamers, if, uh, if you're getting live stream happening and you're checking in online, I don't know, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you're at, thanks for joining us. We do have tonight, a couple, couple of announcements. We do have a, tonight, it is Youth Hangout Night. So, yes, yeah, so, um, after worship, fifth through 12th grade can head with Amanda, wearing the Pittsburgh Penguins hockey shirt over there and also Chamberlain. And of course, kids are with us for worship, so make sure your child's with you. Then of course, when worship's over, you can check your kids in the kids' church. So we have youth tonight and uh, uh, kids' church. So a couple things coming up regarding Thanksgiving. First off, uh, back on the back board, uh, we have a, a, uh, a board that says, I am thankful for, and I'd love for you to go back and write on there the things that you're thankful for. And, and uh, the scriptures say, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Amen. Amen. For his love endures forever. So if you want to write something on that backboard according to that, I know the kids have been on there. All right. They've been writing stuff down, but maybe some of the adults. I did see somebody put on there, they're thankful for pizza. I agree. Amen. Amen. So, um, Anyway, go ahead and put on the backboard uh, things you're thankful for. Also, uh, the Only Believe sweatshirts, uh, the sign-up for that, I'm going to give it one more week, then we're going to turn that order in. The sign-up sheet for the sweatshirts are back there. There's two different kinds, and one of them, there's two different colors. So if you want to check those out, please make sure you put your name and the size and the cost for the sweatshirts are back there, okay? So make sure you do that. Also, uh, coming up, don't forget the week of Thanksgiving, not next week, but the week after. Can you guys believe Thanksgiving's here in two weeks? Time's flying. So uh, the week of Thanksgiving, no Wednesday church. We're doing what we call Church of Tuesday. Our midweek service is Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, same time and everything, just not Wednesday, but Tuesday. That way, if you're traveling or... Uh, prepping for Thanksgiving, uh, you could have that Wednesday to do that. So, let me see if there's anything else I need to talk about. Nope, that's it. So, by the way, if you're a part of the Out of the Cave small group, uh, after offering, that will dismiss and there'll be meeting also downstairs, okay? So, how about we all stand up uh, for worship tonight? Let's just get ready to praise Jesus together.
can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the
every song we could ever sing. Raise me up from death to life now. 
because I hear him saying that he is strong enough to overcome whatever you think you've placed in his path that he can't get rid of. He can't take that out of your life. He can take it out of your life. He will take it out of your life if you just ask him to. He wants to be close with you and I just feel like there's someone here who's been too far and you know you've been too far and he's calling you home. If you don't feel his presence, it's not because he's not there. He wants to be near you. He's just waiting for you to turn to him. So I just encourage you, if that's you tonight, if you have been waiting to be filled up, if you feel like you are in a, you have been in a desert for too long, he is ready just to fill you up to overflowing. He's ready for a new wineskin to fill you up so you are ready just to come back to him. And God, I pray that that would be our heart's cry tonight. That if we have drifted too far, Lord, that we would have that, we would have the heart of a sheep to hear our Father that we would hear your still small voice and just come running to you. Because you first love, because you have given your life for us, because you are worthy of our life, Lord. You are worthy of our servitude, Father. Have your way with us, God. I pray that we would just come and give you everything that we have every little dark place that we don't want the light shown on. God, I pray that you would just expose it and you would shine your light on our life, Father. That we would be made new. You said you came to make all things new, Father. Come and make us new. Come and have your way. You are worthy, Lord. There is no one like you. There is no name above you. God, you are good. We're going to sing that bridge one more time. And I just encourage you, just if you're holding on to something, to just set it at the feet of the cross. Set it at his feet. And he will take it from you, but don't pick it back up again. Just leave it. Don't open that door. Don't go to that temptation. Don't turn on your internet browser if that's where you're tempted. Don't taste the drugs if that's where you're crying out for. Cry out to him. He will help you. You don't have to be clean before you come to the Savior. He wants to help you do it. Just come.
swarm. Youth are to Smith, 5th through 12th grade. 5th through 12th grade are going with Chamberlain and uh, Amanda. Go ahead and check your kids in. Uh, out of the cage small group will be uh, right after offering here. Let's, take, let's get ready to take up tithe and offering. Offering envelopes are in the chairs in front of you. If not, wave your hand around. Mike will help you out if you don't see one in there. But it's good to have you tonight. But let me let me pray over tithe and offering. That way, uh, if you have something, you can bring it, and then we can dismiss the small group. Okay, so Lord, we thank you. Uh, another t opportunity to come to your house, to be in worship, to be with uh, fellow believers, to be a light to our community. That that we believe we're here in church, Lord. And, and I pray, Lord, as we give tonight, it's just a confirmation of a life of faith with you, Lord. And I pray blessings uh, on those in the house, Lord. And I pray as, as the giving comes in and the, the faithfulness of the house, Lord, the good stewardship of the house uh, is in the wisdom of, of your direction. And we thank you for what you can do with that giving. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So if you have it, bring it. Uh, after that small group, you are dismissed to head down. And if you're in 5th to 12th grade, if you missed the uh, youth heading out, you can run downstairs and catch up to them, okay? It's good to have you. And, and while we're waiting for parents to finish uh, checking kids and all that, don't forget coming up is our annual uh, Thanksgiving offering. That's what these yellow envelopes are for. Um, uh, each year at Thanksgiving, we take up uh, it's an offering above your tithe as it and if the Lord puts it on your heart to do so. That's what this is about. Uh, the yellow envelopes are back there. Ushers can get you one if you want one. Um, and, and by the way, if you look at the envelope, it, it has the Botkin's information on it. I just didn't make up ones for us. I just took them from there. So anyway, we just use them for that. Um, and this year, uh, designation of our Thanksgiving offering is just to fix our air conditioning issues before it's hot next summer. So that's, that money's going to go towards that. And, and uh, I want to get that taken care of. So anyways... Uh, by the way, we take that up this Sunday, uh, the week of Thanksgiving, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And, of course, that, that can come in at any time because if it comes in a yellow envelope, we know it's designated towards that. So you can give it now, you can give it after Thanksgiving, but the official offering will be taken up this Sunday before Thanksgiving. All right. So Ephesians chapter 6, you've got your Bibles, where we've been for a month now, and I think we'll probably close uh, this little series on the armor of God is what we've been talking about, and we'll close this out tonight. But be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. If, if there's one thing, if I had a desire for you as, as a pastor and someone who is uh, concerned for the spiritual health of the body of believers... If, if I had one desire for you, it would be that you are strong in the Lord and the power of his might. There's a lot of desires I have, but that would be one on the top five list somewhere in there. That you stay strong in the Lord and the power of his might, regardless of 
the seasons and times of your life because those will change. Uh, and, and it's not just your life, but the climate in which you live in will change. And we just got done with uh, yesterday uh, midterm elections and all the things it means for our nation moving forward. Okay, then we'll, you know what? We'll have another election cycle coming up later. And there's going to be another. As long as this nation's here and we still do elections like this, they'll keep coming. Things change. But you can be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, regardless of whatever's happened politically, whether you like it or not. Because that doesn't change Jesus. Let me just throw that out there as all this is still happening. Okay? And your personal life, Everything that you face in your life, through the seasons of your life, until you go home and be with him, you have the opportunity to stand strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Now say that, say that snippet of that passage, that verse, till it gets in your brain. That, that it's, it's a good memorization to be able to wake up and say, today, I'm going to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Then when circumstance happens, it's in your brain. I'm going to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might right now, because I can be. He affords me the opportunity to live my life in that. So if you take one thing from this armor of God thing we've been talking about for the last month, take that and put that in your heart. That's my desire. So if... if Wherever the seasons of life take us, if I bump into you in 20 years, boy, I'll be like, wow. Anyways, in 20 years, I hope you are strong in the Lord and the power of his might, no matter what is happening in life. Amen? All right, so Ephesians chapter 6, and uh, let's see. Uh, of course, this is Paul closing out his letter to the church in Ephesus. So we've been through all the different parts of the armor of God. Paul draw an analogy from, from the uh, uh, armory of a Roman soldier and, and attaching different things that you have an opportunity to put these things on. Paul uses other terminology elsewhere in his letters to clothe yourself with. In other words, participation with God allows you to put onto your life and bring into your life what you need to stand strong, to stand firm. But you must participate with him. Again, remember, Christianity is an active engagement with God. It's not just something you believe and, and try to make it. You engage with him. Okay? So let's pick up where we left off. And I think uh, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 18 is where we're picking up tonight. So picking up mid-sentence here, we... we uh, talked about the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God last week. So verse 18 says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication and to that end keep alert with all perseverance making supplication for all the saints and also for me, and that's, that's Paul. That words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. And that is, the, in part, the inclusion of the Gentiles in 
the family of God, for which I am an ambassador in change, and, and Paul generally being an ambassador to the Gentiles, that I may declare it boldly, and remember as he writes in Romans, uh, I am not ashamed of the gospel, right? As I ought to speak. So, jumping back to verse 18, praying at all times in the Spirit, making supplication. So that, that word supplication, by the way, uh, it means petition. It means to humbly, consistently petition before God. And that, that word humble is important there, that we are uh, in a place where we understand our place. It's not necessarily diminishing yourself, but making sure you understand your place in this whole economy with God. He is God, you are not, and you need him. That's humility. And it is in humility that the Bible says that he gives grace to the humble. The Bible talks about humility in such a way that he will lift you up in proper time, right? He will, he will do what is necessary in your life in the proper time when you are humble. Because humility, God gives grace to, to the humble, but the proud, not so much, right? So petition, that supplication, is a, is a place of humility in your life where you are consistently petitioning God with your prayers. And it says, praying at all times in the Spirit. Now, now a lot of uh, uh, differences of, of thought on exactly what that means, uh, but praying in the Spirit, uh, the prayers led by the Spirit, a life infused in the Spirit, right? The, grounded in the leading of the Spirit in your prayers. I, I think some of the uh, Pentecostal charismatic uh, traditions would, would put, that would probably include uh, speaking in tongues, but praying in the Spirit. I would probably agree with that in that verse. But it is a Spirit-led prayer life. That our prayers are rooted in the Scriptures, they're led in the Spirit, in the Spirit, of life in the Spirit, that all the things that we do, we're keeping in step with the Spirit, right? And that we are praying, notice that praying at all times. I like that. In other words, this, this becomes a lifestyle of humility and a lifestyle of invoking God in your life. The Bible says the prayer of a righteous person is what? Powerful and effective. James chapter 5 says that. And it equates the common believer with Elijah who did something crazy like he prayed and didn't, didn't rain for a, what was three years or this long period of time and he prayed it rained again. He said, he's just like us. What, spe what special pipeline does Elijah have that you don't have? Not, not any. But a heart that is connected in righteousness with him. Our prayers are powerful and effective. And Paul closing out this armor of God, he says, look, be a person that's in prayer at all times in the spirit with supplication, humility, petitioning before God. In other words, it is a life that we're constantly, in a way, in communion with him, both directly and indirectly in how we live. So our prayers, uh, they, they invoke God. In our prayers, we can cast our cares upon him. Um, our prayers actually invite God, right? Uh, our prayers, prayers change you. Now, your prayer doesn't change God, you know that? But prayer changes you. 
What you do is invoke the God who's interested. You invoke the power of the God who is your father, right? You don't change him. You, you, you learn in, in being a person who prays in the spirit. In other words, you learn to get in on what he's up to. You learn the leading of his spirit in your prayers, right? And, and there, there is a maturity. I would say as you mature in your faith, your, your prayer life will mature with it. Okay, and, and I think you understand what I mean. As you grow in your faith, your prayer life will mature with it. Well, you become much more interested in what God is up to than what you want him to do for you. And you, you still cast your cares upon him, I'm not saying that, but there will be sort of a shift, I think, in some maturity in how you pray and what you pray and what you're after in your prayers. That's what it means to learn to be praying in the Spirit and step with the Spirit. At times invoking, uh, again, I believe, there can be a connection there to, to the whole speaking in tongues issue. I think, again, there's the edification, these kind of things happening with that. But praying in the Spirit and step with the Spirit in, in a very humble, petitioning kind of way. Again, it builds a lifestyle. I, I don't think you will ever regret praying too much. Never be a regret of your life. You know what? I prayed instead of watching reels on Facebook or whatever. Oh, my goodness. That was a mistake. You will never say that. Ever. You know what I'm saying? You will never, ever regret praying versus other stuff. Okay? Now, I'm not saying you've got to go join a monastery or, or, or a, you know, become a nun or something like that. And just all you do is, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying you'll never regret praying too much. Just put that, you understand what I mean by that. That we are people who pray. And there is, a, there is a communion, a connection, a way of life that comes from it. You want to you uh, grow in the wisdom of God? Pray. You, you want to be, be sharp in discernment in how you live in this world, as Paul is about to talk about next? Pray. The ability to put on the armor of God, all these different things, the, the buckle of truth and the helmet of salvation, connected to all that is, is, is praying. That we are people who are of relationship. You, all, you always hear this thing, Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. You ever hear that? You know, it's true. Now, now it is a religion because we do religious stuff. Right? Going to church is a pattern of, of religion of a certain sense. So we, we don't chuck that out the window entirely. But at the same time, religion without relationship is just religion. And what, what is the main way of developing a personal intimacy, intimacy with God? Prayer connected with worship that invokes presence. If you really want relationship, Abba, Father, my, 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 my God, my Father. A big chunk of that is just being a person of prayer. Again, it, it's not a, a religious kind of prayer. It's not checking boxes. It's not certain amounts of time necessary. It's not any of those different things. But I would say daily pray. Paul says at all times. Again, directly, focused prayer, and it learns, you learn how to then be in communion with him indirectly. That's a big thing. Okay? So we are people who pray at all times, and that, that's so important. So if you're not a person that, that has developed a prayer life, I would encourage you to do so. And, and 
so how? It's very simple. Hey, Lord, Lord Jesus, I need you today. That's a big step right there. That's invoking God. Lord, Lord, I worship you today. Big step right there. Lord, uh, please lead me today by your Holy Spirit. That's a big step. I mean, it's, it's not difficult. You don't have to know the religious jargon. All you have to do is commune and communicate. And then learn how to make it a two-way street, not just a one-way so I, I grew up in a Pentecostal tradition, I'm, I'm, and a lot of it was uh, we would do prayer mornings. So uh, as an intern, and even early church days as a youth pastor, we would meet once a week at 6 a.m. to pray as church leaders and church staff. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, so I developed a very bad habit, so I didn't fall asleep. I developed a habit that when I pray, I walk. So I still do that today. I generally never sit and pray. I walk. I developed that habit early on, so when I showed up at these 6 a.m. prayer meetings, I wasn't the intern falling asleep in the seat while the leap, you know, it would have been bad. Anyhow, um, but often very loud, very people very loud in their prayers, and blah, blah, blah. nothing wrong with that, as long as you allow it to be this way, too. Because sometimes a big part of your prayer is listening and being still and learning presence, and learning voice, right? So, so, so develop some sort of a, a consistent habit, rhythm of prayer in your life, praying at all times, as Paul's talking about, okay? It's obviously a benefit to you. But why, why does God, by the way, why does God uh, set these kind of things up? Who was it that came up with the concept of prayer? God. Why do you think he came up with the concept and gave it to us? So we would do it. And why would he want us to do it? So we can be with him. Right? So think about it that way. He, he developed this concept of prayer. It wasn't like there was some guy one time who said, hey, I think there may be a God out there. You know what? I'm going to try this thing. I'm going to call it prayer. I'll see if he listens to me. Now, remember, God always takes the first step towards us, Right? And in doing so, one of the things he has given us to be in relation with him is prayer. So, again, pray at all times in the Spirit. All right, so to that end, let's keep pick up here, uh, middle of verse 18. To that end, and part of what this whole armor of God is about, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance. So, through the seasons of your life, Never stop being alert. Don't get lackadaisical. That's how the devil gets in. But remember, the devil is not going to show up at your doorstep, ring the doorbell, knock on the door, and you open the door, and there's, there's this, this being in a red suit with pointy horns and, and a long tail and a pitchfork. And you're going to go, oh, it's the devil. He's sneaky. He's going to try to get in there without you realizing it's him. Isn't that right? He's going to try to get, and and often he just doesn't come and try to break the door down. Often he just tries to see if the window's open. 
Did they leave the back door unlocked? Not in the broad daylight in the middle of the night when you're sleeping. So Paul is encouraging you, look, in, in this, remember how he starts this off. The, the, the devil had schemes. There's the principalities of the powers of, of, of darkness out there. These things are real. Keep alert. Don't be lackadaisical. Don't get used to sin. Don't push down the conviction of the Holy Spirit when he's speaking to you. Don't ignore it. Listen, the Holy Spirit is the same way. He does not come up to you with the big bullhorn shouting in your face. Still small voice. Are you listening? You can ignore that voice very much, very easily. And by the way, the more you ignore it in a certain area, the more you're, you're not going to hear it. That's why a consistent sin in your life just becomes part of you. Right? So you've got to stay alert. Now, how do you stay alert? Because of prayer. And because of prayer, your discernment is sharp. Your discernment of what the enemy is up to. Right? Conviction is sharp in your life. You know the voice of the Holy Spirit because you're a person of prayer. So when the enemy's trying to get in the back door, your alarm system's going off. Then you know what to do. You deal with them. In Jesus' name. Right? And then... Again, back to what we're saying. Then, in those moments, you stand strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So don't ever become lackadaisical in what the enemy may be up to. Stay alert. And Paul uses the word there with that in perseverance. In other words, never stop. Stay faithful. There, there, is, there is a key uh, in, in the New Testament that consistently comes up, and that's the word perseverance. Pressing on. Book of Revelation puts it this way in the, in the letters to the churches, to him who overcomes. That we persevere. In other words, it is a continual work in your life throughout your life to stay alert. Listen, the schemes of the enemy will be prominent, the principalities and powers that are out there are going to be there and functioning at a certain level until the return of Jesus. So, as you know, you are either going to live a long life and then go meet him, or he's going to come meet us. One of the two, right? Until one of those two things are happening, the schemes of the enemy are out there. That's why you must always, until the end, persevere in staying alert. Because if he can get you in your last days, he's going to try to get you. If he can get you to turn away in your last moments, he's going to try. Ne never stop the discernment of the Holy Spirit in your life. So stay alert and do it with perseverance every day. Now, again, I shared this before. I am not scared of the devil. 
I'm not scared of the principalities and powers. I have a healthy understanding of it, right? And the, and the reason I'm not scared is because their activity is only to a certain level. First off, they can't take my salvation, nor can they make me do anything. Secondly, they have been defeated. Christ shamed them at the cross. So they can't make me do anything. They can't take my salvation. They can't willfully make me sin. And I have the power of what has defeated them in my life, because greater is he that is in me than the working of the enemy, the principalities that are in the world. So I'm not scared of it. I'm not worried about it. But I must stay aware because the enemy is sneaky. And he's not stupid. I, I think we like to think, well, the devil, he's just a knucklehead. He's not a knucklehead. Let's not, let's not be dumb here. He, he knows what he's doing. So I'm, I'm aware of that. So I'm going to stay alert. That way, I'm not going to find myself, maybe not falling away, but, but entertaining sin in my life or entertaining things that could take me down a road that, that separates me from God. I don't want to entertain. I don't want to allow him a foothold. I don't want to allow sin to have any, any way in my life where it could be just, oh, it's just okay. Or I'm used to it. It's, it's just the way I am. Don't, don't do that. Stay alert. And when the enemy's trying to do what he does, stand strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So, so stay alert with perseverance. And then he says this, making supplication, there's that word supplication again, a, a, a humble petition before God. Now, notice it says there, for whom? For all the saints. What are the saints? That, that's the believer. That's the body of Christ. That's those who are saved. Now, now here, I, I like... Uh, I like how Paul takes your prayer. He just wants to make sure you know that your prayer is not always self-centered. That your prayer should be outward, right? Here, here's something you need to know. Everybody, everybody hear what I'm going to say. You are not the only one going through this life. And chances are you're not the only one going through what you're going through. You're not the only one who faces struggles. You're not the only one that faces temptation. You're not the only one that's going through ups and downs. You're not the only one that the devil has a scheme against. That's why we turn and pray in a, hum a humble, petitioning way for the saints. Okay? You never know what somebody else may be going through. And often we don't. Isn't that right? We've got to learn to pray for others. And if we all learn that, just know this. If we're all praying for the saints, you're praying for others, but guess who also is getting prayed for? You. Isn't that right? If we, we could be people of prayer, that part of our prayer is an outward focus. So, so, so when you pray, 
And notice I say when. When you pray, at times you take time to pray for your church. You say, this is my church. You pray for your church. Do you think of individuals at times and pray for individuals in this church? Are there times when uh, whatever through your day, all of a sudden somebody's name or, or face in this church pops in your head? Has that ever happened? Why do you think that happens? Could it be the Holy Spirit's invoking you that they may need prayer at that moment? You have no idea what for. Just pray for them with a humble petition, right? That we are people that are covering, and, and by the way, it's not just our church, but, but the body of Christ in general. You, you, there are other believers, I'm sure you know, that go to other churches, pray for them. Pray for other churches in town, right? Just pray for the saints. So, so all the things that you would desire for yourself, pray for others for that's his whole do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So whatever you would desire for your life, use that as a temporary prayer for other people. So do I want my wife and I to have this day our daily bread? I do. I want to eat tomorrow. Sometimes you open my fridge, I'm like, whoa, dude, famine hit the land. I better pray. And hopefully my prayer hits there before it goes up, all right? No, I, I, pray for, I pray for provision for my family. I pray for provision for my kids. But then I pray for provision for all of us here, too. Do, do I pray for my family that, that we are in health? I do. But you know, I pray for our church that we're all in health. Do I pray as, as my kids are growing and... and, and, and that the relationships they find themselves in are godly, right relationships. Yes. I also pray that for everybody here. Do I pray that my wife and my children, and one of them is married, uh, and, and his spouse, do I pray that they live in wisdom? Absolutely. I pray for that all the time. You know who else I pray for wisdom for? All of you guys. So all the different things you would desire for yourself or your family, pray for the saints too, because guess what? We're a family. And in a family, as the Bible would teach us, when one celebrates, guess what we all do? Celebrate. When one mourns, guess what we all do? We mourn. When one struggles, we don't have to struggle, but we can bear burdens. You see what I'm saying? That, that we learn to take this whole prayer and supplication and then turn it outward. And pray. If you've got to keep a list of names, keep a list of names. Keep a notebook. Do whatever you need to do. But, but pray for people. You know, you know what you can do? This will blow your mind. You can actually ask people, what can I pray for you for? Shocking. And if they're honest, they'll probably have something to say. And you know what you need to do? <laughs> you know, we're, we're, Christians are famous for this. I'll pray for you, and you never pray for them. You never do it. We're famous for that stuff. But you actually pray for them. And then what you can do is check in. Hey, how's it going? Do you, you realize when you know somebody's praying for you in a certain situation or certain thing and, and they check in, 
you know that bears a burden? Because all of a sudden, in your struggle, in your circumstance, you don't feel alone. That's one of the reasons why we're here. I tell you what, churches that openly pray for one another is a thing that's happening. There, there is a fabric of strength in those churches, I'm telling you. Among those people, it's something strong there. And, and the devil has less opportunity to get footholds in those situations. Isn't that right? So, be people of prayer in that for one another. Let's be strong together in that. Amen? Okay. And then Paul closes some things out. He gives his, his final greetings after that, his, his, his sort of shout-outs. Uh, verse 23 of chapter 6. And it says, Peace be to the brothers, and love with faith, from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. And Paul writes these as an ambassador in chains. Notice how Paul is not in there griping, moaning, and groaning, and complaining, all this business because he's in chains for the gospel. In, listen to me. In the midst of being in chains for the gospel, Paul is writing and encouraging other people. My goodness. That's the attitude that I want. No matter the situation of my life, I'm praying for peace for you. That we're growing in love. All these different things. No matter my situation. It goes back to what we were just talking about. That we're constantly outward for other people. Amen? Amen. All right. We'll close up there. We'll stop. So put on the full armor of God. Standing against the schemes of the devil. I believe you can. I've yet, I've yet to meet anybody that I thought, I really don't think they can overcome. It is not because I'm a super optimistic person. I think she would say I'm more optimistic than not, but... It's because I believe in the God whose power that we can stand strong in. That's why. So, so I believe in you, and I believe no matter what you are facing, whether it's the schemes of the enemy or self-inflicted, whichever, that ultimately you are going to persevere and overcome. I believe that. And if I didn't believe that, I'm doing, the, I'm, I'm doing the wrong thing with my life, I promise you. This is just a, a, a facade up here if I didn't believe that. But I truly believe that. No matter what is going on, be encouraged. God is with you. God will strengthen you. And God will see you through to the point, as we were talking about, the feet fitted with readiness, that you're not giving an inch to the push of the enemy. You're firmly rooted in who he is. Give yourself some encouragement. I think some of us have been pushed back so much we don't think we can do it. Ah, stop. Press the reset button. When I was a kid, we would play video games, and if it was going bad, reset button, I'd just start over. I'd cheat her like that. You have the opportunity to do that with God. 
I don't care how many times you've been pushed over, knocked down. I don't care how many times the devil outsmarted you. I don't care how many times the scheme got to you. I don't care. You can push the reset button with Jesus. And from that day forth, stand strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You can. I believe that. Amen? All right. Lord, Lord, I thank you for who we are in you. You get all the credit. You get all the glory. And when we get out in the battlefields and fight those Goliaths and, and, and we overcome, it's you, Lord. In you, we will persevere. In you, we will stand firm. In you, we will be everything you intend us and call us to be. So we, in humility, put ourselves before you, as always. You are our God. You are our Savior. You are our stronghold. You are everything. So thank you. Thank you for doing all the things that you do for each one of us. We will see it through. For your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. All righty, well, everybody, love y'all. I do. Margo, do you love everybody, too? She does, all right, you're good. You know two people love you. All right, so be blessed. Come on Sunday morning. Bring somebody out with you. Invite some friends. We'll see you Sunday.